This episode is sponsored by Smartass and Sass. If you love to laugh, have a sarcastic sense of humor, and have the mouth of a sailor, you're in a safe space. Welcome to the brand that says exactly what you're thinking so your mouth won't have to. Smartass and Sass has everything from sweary stickies to mouthy mugs, and they regularly survey their subscribers to see what goods they're wanting. Looking for a regular shipment of sarcasm? They offer three subscription options starting at $15.95 plus shipping per month. Get a sassy softland shirt, five to seven hilarious items, or all the above. Sign up for their subscription and treat yourself to a monthly surprise of sass that fits your personality. Not ready for a monthly commitment? They also have an online shop of 150 plus items crafted and curated for sass holes. You deserve to laugh your ass off. Subscribe and shop at smartassandsass.com and use code Naughty in Caps for 25% off your first box. You're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Sydney. I'm Shanae. And how has your week slash weekend been? You know, work has been productive, Mm -hmm. not like crazy, which I enjoy. Um, It'll go into the topic today, but I am... I was about to say, I had more to say about that too, but I'll save it for later. You know, I am just in short, anti-hustle culture. (laughs) So I want to get what I need done, but Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be like burning the candles at both ends. Right. I'm past that. Yeah. Um, And over the weekend, I was in Indianapolis... It's a pretty city. I really didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, I realized literally when we landed that Indianapolis was in Indiana. So, you know, maybe <laughs> I, you know, maybe the education system has failed me as well. Where did you think it was? I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know if I thought Indianapolis was his own life. St- I don't know what I thought. <laughs> Laugh if you must, folks. I mean, Laugh hey, if you must. You visited a new state. But I was like, wait. <laughs> so Indianapolis is in Indiana. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. And then a friend of mine let me know that Indianapolis, the police in Greek is like yeah. city. Yes. Yeah. So it's literally yes. Indiana City. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> <laughs> I make sure my kids be better than me, y'all. It's just like, I don't know nothing about the Midwest. I hate to be that... I get it. I hate to be that East Coaster, where yeah. you only know, like, East Coast, West Coast, and the South, and the middle of the country is like, I don't know. I'm one of those people. Yeah. I don't know. Right. I don't know. What yeah. comes after Indiana? I have no idea. What's yeah. next to Indiana? And then it's... I don't know. Exactly. But it's, I, it's, I, yeah, I'm bad at I don't know. But it's funny, like, realizing how close some of the Midwest actually is right, it's not that, that like far less than two hour flight yeah it's not really that far. i i just don't know man <laughs> but um i had a good weekend i know y'all thought y'all wasn't getting an episode <laughs> boom bow yeah you are <laughs> you're just a little late <laughs> i'm dead um my weekend i was in a retreat most of my weekend so but it was it was a good productive fun retreat um it was nice to see some people from Beamer Rise that I hadn't seen in a while. 
um because this week is our five-year anniversary um and then work has been cool nothing spectacular to report there and oh i picked an apartment so i moved the day before thanksgiving um <laughs> what and we had a whole somewhat conversation before recording i told you that last week when we talked about christmas gifts you did not tell me you found you confirmed and we're moving i did not know about the moving date yes i said exactly one month before christmas so i said i was gonna be broke anyways i, I mean i said those words specifically I'm like I'm moving exactly one week, one month before Christmas. I I don't recall. <laughs> was that on on audio or is that prior? Uh, I think that was prior because we were talking about Christmas gifts and what we were gonna do this year. So yeah, I and think we that were was doing the... a homemade yes craft gift yes for under twenty dollars right. because we're poor. Well, twenty dollars. Well, twenty dollars or, or under or whatever. under twenty right. bucks. Right, a homemade craft. Well, did we say homemade? We or just said not. twenty dollars and under. I thought it was homemade. I thought we I'm were not a crafty created. person. I went. I thought it was homemade. I was excited. I thought we were just sticking to twenty dollars and under, and then that it would be creative, but not necessarily a homemade. Craft. I thought it was homemade. I thought it was a creative gift. <laughs> twenty dollars and under. I'm not no crafty bitch. Like <laughs> I don't want a homemade craft. <laughs> oh my god! You won't get a, a heart <laughs> colored in like. And I love it. <laughs> That's what moms do on Mother's Day. <laughs> oh, that is so beautiful. Thank you. I cannot. Actually, I probably will. Actually, I'm probably going to end up getting you something because you're moving. No, it's okay. <laughs> we already agreed to $20. I know, but I don't remember talking about you confirming the move. I can't. There's some. I have so many options now. <laughs> Typically, I don't know what to get you. Now, I mean, girl. Crack pot. I mean, I can do anything. He said $20. Pots and pans. Knobs, twenty dollars. Cutting boards. So one night, you know, who's talking about kitchen? Or I can get you those glass containers with the bamboo tops. Twenty dollars. I can get you three. At least. <laughs> That's not enough though. It's fine. We agree. We need more though. No. All right, we'll see. How are we gonna say we'll see when we already agreed? Moving on. <laughs> Back to your weekend, your retreat. Um, I think that's all I can remember. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else to report. Um, what's happening with Bravo? So, um, I'm actually gonna start with Beverly Hills because I was so upset oh. at the last episode. Oh. I was just so upset. I was rage tweeting hard. Nope. So I'm gonna talk about one moment mm-hmm. last week's episode. And that was when they made Garcelle cry. Aww. Now, I just, oh, I was so upset. Okay, so they they go to, I guess, Del Mar. They do some sort of, like, local vacation for the girls. Mm-hmm. Kathy Hilton planned it or whatever. They're at a dinner. And I don't even know how this get brought up, but they bring up, Garcelle, I'm trying to think, how did even, I'm just trying to remember how did the conversation start. Mm -hmm. They were talking about, ah, got it, (laughs) sorry y'all. Sutton was somewhat addressing Erica, Mm -hmm. and Erica was like, I'm not talking to you, 
Mm. I told you I'm not talking to her. There's mm-hmm. nothing to talk about. So we all know that Sutton have been having a lot of questions about Erica and what's going on with the case, things like that. Erica's mm-hmm. like, you call me a liar. I want nothing to do with it. Shut it down. So she kind of shuts down that conversation like, we're done. Right. And Sutton's like, well, that's that. <laughs> it kind of turns into rehashing, which the Beverly Hills women, women do very well. Mm-hmm. They love to talk something to death. Mm-hmm. And somehow Garcelle gets brought up again in regards to Dorit. Now, Dorit, a couple episodes came on Garcelle saying that she was being passive aggressive. She wasn't being honest. Even though Garcelle told Dorit everything to her face, mm-hmm. she said it several times that she talks too much. <laughs> I don't know how, how much more direct you could be. But so they had what Garcelle, and I think as a viewer, what I thought was resolve. Mm-hmm. Dorita's like, be even more honest with me. And 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 Garcelle's like, okay, right. I'll be even more honest with you <laughs> and direct with you. Right. But it's like, y'all bringing it up again. Mm-hmm. Lisa Renna jumps in. Lisa, who's really been silent this whole season and not really a factor, mm-hmm. is coming in, calling Garcelle shady, saying that she's being dishonest, mm-hmm. saying that you're not really being honest with her. Um, because Garcelle also spoke in a public interview how she felt like the girls were coming for her. Mm -hmm. And so Garcelle was like, and again, I told y'all that I don't feel included here. I don't feel like a part of the group. Mm -hmm. She has said that more than once. Right. Now, what irritates me is if these white women really cared, what they would have said was, okay, what can we do to make you feel more included? Right. What can we do so you do not feel excluded from the group? Mm-hmm. Instead, they keep telling her like, "You're not, you're not excluded. We okay. invite you to dinners. We invite <laughs> you. You know what I mean?" Lisa's like, "I threw you in her confessionals. I threw her birthday lunch. I mean, Oops. and I'm like, y'all don't get it, and I'm not matter. trying to get yeah. it. I feel like Dorit and Lisa tag team Garcelle, questioning her and questioning her and questioning her so much." That Garcelle had a moment where she was in tears saying she feels excluded. Mm -hmm. Do you know how hard it is for as a black woman to be around a table full of white women to always be in these rooms and not feel included or really seen? Mm -hmm. I mean, in tears. Mm -hmm. Beat this woman down in tears, crying. Mm -hmm. Do you know where they go? That's beautiful. That's what we want to see, Garcelle. Girl! (laughs) And then get up and hug her. And see, this is a vulnerability we want to see. When I tell y'all... I shouldn't have had to go I was spitting fire watching that scene. I thought it was, first of all, disgusting mm-hmm. to tag team this woman to tears. She wasn't just crying, being like, I want to have a share, share vulnerable moment with y'all. It was, I'm frustrated. Y'all keep coming at me. I keep saying the same things over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those moments where you, like, explode. Yeah. That's what happened. Right. And for the record... If she says she's not feeling included, mm-hmm. she's not feeling like a part of the group, why would that equate to her being vulnerable with you? Right. So the fact that you're like, thank you for being vulnerable. Don't you not get that she was never going to be vulnerable right. when she was feeling excluded? Right. And now y'all then tag team this woman to tears, mm-hmm. made her cry, and have the nerve to go, that's beautiful. This is what we're going to see, Garcelle. When you should have been apologizing. Mm-hmm. Got this woman groaning and crying at the table. It should have been, I'm sorry, we we pushed too far. I'm, we should have been listening. Right. Not a, thank you, this was so beautiful. I think it was the most like, disgusting. Like, this is not a beautiful moment. It was the most disgusting shit I've ever seen. I definitely felt like there were some microaggressions at that table. 
And I do, again, I do not like Bravo being late on the diversity tip and then mm-hmm. putting these black and brown cast members in these tables fill these white women. These white women don't know how to behave. Right. At no point in time. I hated it. I thought it was disgusting. Um, I feel like I have never seen Solidarity more than I saw that night when I was tweeting. Everybody <laughs> thought they was dead ass wrong. <laughs> and that's how you know they're wrong. Because, yeah. you know, typically it's there's always debate. something. Mm-hmm. Nobody was debating it. Well. I was disgusted mm-hmm. by their behavior. And when I tell you Lisa Rinna and Dorit can suck it. And I hope she gives them hell at that reunion. Mm-hmm. And if not, I'll be pissed about that too. <laughs> right. So that's Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. So Potomac is like two episodes. So I'll try to condense it. The highlight of last week's was Candace did her music video. Candace has, you know, is doing her singing career. Mm-hmm. She can actually sing. Okay. You know, Housewives in the Past have tried. I was about to say, it's been a couple and that they couldn't. did not, they right. couldn't sing. Right. Period. Right. She actually can sing. And I've heard some of her songs, like her album just came out. Mm-hmm. I listened to a couple of songs on like um, Apple Music. Mm-hmm. They're good songs. Like she can sing, oh. good production, good for her. Good. There's a music video, and her husband is her manager right now. Mm-hmm. And we know that it's not necessarily like a paid arrangement. Right. He's just, that's just what they're doing right yeah. now. He did sell his restaurant prior, and now it seems like he's doing um catering gigs, private chef type of moments, mm-hmm. which is very lucrative. Yeah. So one I don't understand why the Especially other... with everybody in try and be in the house and exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So one thing I don't understand is why all the other women are like coming at Cannon's husband like he's mooching off of her or not trying to do anything for himself. Like you said, she's saying good, but she's not making that much money yet. Thank you. Off her because if she was, she would actually pay the man. Like he's not being paid. Right. He's helping her, but he ain't getting that 20% that managers do, she can't afford to. Right. Right? So right. that's two. That's one. So they were at her music video, and she asked the girls to come down and support, mm-hmm. do a little cameo, and her mother comes down. And if you watch Potomac, her and her mother has had a very rocky relationship. Mm-hmm. Her mother's very critical of Candace and very critical of that relationship. Mm-hmm. So um, while Candace was filming, the women on the side were kind of watching and talking. And... Um, Mia, who is the first time meeting Candace's mother, is asking questions like, you know, who's paying for this? Is Ken, is her husband, where's her husband at? Ain't he the manager? Mm-mm. Is he getting a salary? Very invasive questions that, one, I don't even think you need to ask Candace, let alone her mama. And I was about to say, and why do you think her mom going to know the answers? And then her mother, who is happy to just talk shit, frankly, right. is talking mess with Mia uh. And that would piss me off more. Like <laughs> you already know my relationship right. with her Rocky. And Wendy Don't do is this. like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like commentary, like what? Why are you doing that? Her and the scholar was like, we're not, we ain't putting our toe there. We're not talking about money, mm-hmm. who paying who, which was the appropriate thing to do. Of course, Giselle and Robin have conversations with Dorothy too, asking about money and doing all this other crap. Mm-hmm. So irritating, so rude. Yeah. And then in the midst of the music video. She needed some sort of sports cars, but the sports cars didn't show up. Mm. You know, they ended up making it work, and Chris okay. ends up coming on there like, what happened? Like, right. we ordered these or whatever. Look, the video worked out. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm setting y'all up for this past Sunday's episode, mm-hmm. where Giselle and Robin had a party to celebrate their podcast, Reasonably Shady. That's what it's called. I feel like a lot of these podcasts, just a quick side note, be trying to like pick 
different adjectives for the same title. But go ahead. I guess Robin's supposed to be the reasonably one, and we know Giselle is shady, so I guess that was their whole thing. I guess. So they have some sort of um, launch event with just the girls, mm-hmm. and they have it at Giselle's home, but like outside. Giselle is currently doing some construction, and even at a one point, she's like, I'm not feeling windy or Karen, and I don't want them in my house. Mm-hmm. And Robin is like, how would they use the bathroom? Even if you did an outdoor event, what if they use the bathroom? Right. And Giselle's like, well, they could just go outside or something. And mm-hmm. I'm glad Robin said it. She was like, no. If you're going to invite them, you need to just invite them. Right. What's annoying is, even in that moment, is you had supposedly made a truce with Karen. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in that moment, you're reneging on. Mm-hmm. And you supposedly was done with the whole Wendy beef and situation. Mm-hmm. That's why Giselle gets on my nerves. <laughs> um, so they have the party... It looks like, kind of like in her driveway, there's mm-hmm. a tent and rented furniture, but like there's active construction. Like, they didn't even pause during the event. So uh-uh. the women are showing up like, well, what, what, what's going on here? Ooh. First of all, that's tacky as hell. Right. If you didn't, if you couldn't do it at your house because of construction and Robin's house probably wasn't big enough, and that's no shame. No, no. Um, I just felt like y'all could have chosen a venue, yeah. a restaurant, outdoor venue, I like some a park, a something. park somewhere. This event could have been somewhere. It's, or pause construction, like right. It was to me. It was just tacky to have it where your home is literally a construction site right yeah. now because you're getting work done. So that's first. So the ladies get there. Um, everyone shows up, and they play this game. Um, and they get these paddles, and they're question scenarios. Where they pose it either flip like that's reasonable or is shady. Mm, cute. Right. Now instead of doing random scenarios, oh, Jesus. they, did really they take the opportunity to basically rehash past moments and current issues. Mm. Now, what I thought was what I do give a compliment for it, it was a funny episode overall. It was a lot going on. Mm-hmm. I wanna give a shout out to Wendy because she was Reading them down. Mm-hmm. Ate them up, and I enjoyed every minute of it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Karen was funny. She just got her second vaccination shot. I don't know between the shot and what she was drinking. Mm-hmm. She was a little loopy at the party, but it was funny. Her her behavior, her stuff, like, all that was funny. Uh-huh. Um, Ascala, who's been a friend of the show and is now starting to be more vocal. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if I was going to like her because she was Robin's friend, and I didn't know if... Well, I won't say Robin's friend. The intro... They came in, it right? Was she that came way, in. But it don't they mean may not have been that close, yeah. but I wasn't sure if she was going to try to like be with them. And she's like standing her own, and I like that. Mm-hmm. And 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 in most cases, don't even be agreeing with Robin, which mm-hmm. I like. Yeah. So here's where it goes left. Mm-hmm. One that asks a question about. Um, I'm sorry. One is a conversation about the music video, mm-hmm. and the fact that Wendy did tell Candace what me and them were saying. With her mom. Right. And the women were, one, trying to act like that Wendy was wrong for telling Candace at the video shoot. They wanted to pretend that they were concerned that Wendy telling her was going to knock her game off. And I'm like, so now y'all care about her her performance? Mm Because if you cared, you would have been there being supportive and not talking crap. Right. So to say to Wendy, why did you tell her that? It could have knocked her game off. Y'all weren't worried about her game. Right. Y'all were there to criticize and to nitpick like y'all always do. Mm -hmm. And Candace was like, well, it didn't throw off my game. And Wendy was being my friend by telling me what was being said. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she addresses Mia like, why would you feel comfortable 
you know, we're still getting to know each other. You just, that was the first time you meet my mother. Why do you feel comfortable right. talking to her about stuff that is in your business? Mm-hmm. What my husband's getting paid and I getting paid on my budget. That is none of your business. Right. Like, you don't need to ask. Right. And I feel like Mia was trying to act like she said, to me, Mia was trying to carry it like she was trying to be helpful. Again, no, you weren't. Mm-hmm. They ended up exchanging words where Mia's like, He's your manager. I'm expecting him to greet me. You you tell me to come out and spend my time. Mm-hmm. There's no one to greet me. There's no setup. You know, it was coming off very low budget. I'm like, so, Ma'am, again. you're not a celebrity. First of all, like you were booked for a job. Right. Two, my whole thought is, so, again, so you're being supportive and then you flip it just like this and call her, call it, like, low budget and stuff right. like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You were being shady from the start. Candace said, yo, mama, they start going forth, whatever. (laughs) Then the second moment where it got tense is where they talked about, um, they brought up, you know, do you feel like if your friend is changing her dress and behavior, um, you know, connecting it to the the husband cheating rumors, Mm -hmm. was that shady or not? And so someone felt like it was reasonable and it wasn't. And Wendy was like, that was shady. She was like, yeah. because if y'all's my friend, y'all have my number, and y'all could have reached out to me. Mm-hmm. She was like, y'all y'all been talking shit about me and several times. I said, including Robin's birthday dinner. And Robin's like, we were not talking about you. Candace's like, yeah, we were for mm-hmm. like 40 minutes. <laughs> so I appreciate somebody being honest. Yeah. And Robin is like, we were talking about the situation. And <laughs> Candace's like, that involves her. <laughs> they were talking about her. Yeah. And so here's what I'm going to say to wrap this up. To me, if I get the game was cute, but it mm-hmm. could have been and should have been random scenarios. Yeah. Robin and Giselle knew exactly what they were doing. Mm-hmm. They thought they could take this moment under the guise of the game to throw some more darts. Mm-hmm. darts. But Wendy was ready, locked and loaded, and was eating them up. Right. Getting Robin in a tizzy, yelling, don't even know what to say. And the point is, you, get, you give what you get, all right? Mm-hmm. I don't know why they think they can be these women who can... Just shoot out the insults and stuff like that. And as soon as someone bring it back to them, they're an asshole or they're taking it too far. Mm-hmm. No, they're doing exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But the difference is you can't handle it and you get in a tizzy. Right. Yeah. So, boot it. I'm sick of Giselle. I've never been a good fan of her anyway. Yeah. And I feel like Robin is just wanting to have an issue with Wendy. Because at the end of the day, the root of this was Giselle versus Wendy mm-hmm. and Robin you involved yourself and got mad when Wendy hurt your feelings. <laughs> anyway, the episode ends. I just want to say this tidbit. Wendy wants to do like a couple's trip um, in like Eastern Shore or whatever. She was like, you know, I want everyone to come. She was naming people's spouses. Oh, you know, geez. if you could come, if you could come, if you could come. And then she looked at Giselle. She's like, and Giselle, you could bring your luggage. <laughs> and I screamed. <laughs> and that is my Potomac. <laughs> That was so... And she was like, you know... She's like, Michael, and you and your husband, and you and your partner, and you can bring your luggage. I'm dead. Woo! Lord. Mm. Now, I don't think... Look, the feminist in me goes, you know, it's not... you. We, we attack women for not having partners all the time. Like, that's some sort of dig or whatever. Right. And so it's not a good thing. On right. the flip side, all Giselle do, all Giselle does is criticize and talk about everybody else's relationship and her relationships have been in the gutter. So frankly, if I was upset at her, I'd say the same thing. <laughs> it's like an easy dig. Mm-hmm. What can dig her? The fact that 
we have not been able to see any sort of healthy romantic relationship since she's been on this damn show. Mm -hmm. And yet, she always has something to say about somebody else's marriage or arrangement. So bring your luggage, girl. I'm pretty sure she probably won't attend, but... Uh, That's my Bravo update. Okay. Um, Anything else you've been watching? Um... I've been, I watched The Golden Palace, and you're mm-hmm. like, what's that, what's that? <laughs> Y'all know I love The Golden Girls, and mm-hmm. a fun fact, The Golden Girls had a show after The Golden Girls ended. Mm-hmm. It was called The Golden Palace, and it only lasted one season, and basically the premise of the show is that Rose, Sophia, and Blanche bought a hotel in Miami, mm-hmm. and they were going to run this hotel. Like, Don Cheadle was on that series. Mm-hmm. Another actor, I can't think of his name, but like you would know him if you saw him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched it on YouTube because I hadn't seen it in like, mm, like 15 years. Mm-hmm. I hate that it got canceled. Yeah. It was such I was a good say, I wonder show. why it got canceled because so Just many people the love the Golden Girls. If, I think people couldn't get over the fact that the Golden Girls was a foursome, right? Yeah, and Dorothy B. Arthur. Yeah, the reason Golden Girls ended was because she was done. Right. She was like, she was like, I'm older. I want to mm-hmm. chill. She I don't, don't want to work as much. Yeah. And so, I just think people couldn't get. They couldn't do the Cheetah Girls without Raven. Correct. <laughs> I think that. I think that. I think the writing was decent. I still laughed at the episodes yeah. I watched, yeah. but I watched that. So if you care enough, it's on YouTube, the mm-hmm. four episodes. And then what else did I watch? I finished that show on Netflix I was talking about. Um, sorry, I have to pull it up. Mm. It was about those women. It was friends. They were friends. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the name, though. Um, shucks. What, what is it called? I can't even see it on my thing. Where's your recently watched? I'm, I'm looking and it ain't showing <laughs> up. Y'all irritated. I'm like pulling up mine because I think I put it on my list. I'm really trying. Like I'm like, where is it? I, mean, I know I downloaded it. On I'm looking under like, watch it again. I don't see it now. Watched it. I'm going to be upset. We can't move on until I find it. Yo. I'm looking now too. Netflix is trash. <laughs> It should be on my recent. Yeah, sure. I just finished it. And it's not. Ugh. Guys, I'm sorry. I don't know. I can't find it. But I know exactly what you're talking about. I just can't. I But I it's going to bother me. I have to say this stupid show. And I don't have it on here. And why I don't they... Okay, but here's the other thing that I don't understand. Why don't they have a longer recently watched list? Oh, yeah. It shouldn't end, so... It ends at, like, four. Yeah. So, if I was in the middle of still trying to... If I'm watching several things Mm -hmm. at the same time, you're really dicking me, okay? And now I'm upset because it's going to bother me. Oh, my gosh. Y'all. I don't know. Watch I find it while we even moved on. At least you'll be able to tell them what it is. Because I can't find it either. Which I'm like, well, how did I find it when I downloaded it? Correct. I'm like, it popped up. as Clearly it popped up. It must have had just came out that week. Because now. I can't see it. Right. Don't they pull it down? Well, I downloaded the whole thing. It's on my tablet. I just don't have my tablet with me. 
Well, what have you been watching while I still scroll? Because now this is pissing me off. Um, The um, Circle ends this week. It's one more episode left, so I've been watching that. I watched the documentary about that kind of Ponzi scheme um, that you talked about. Lula La Roe. Yeah, that I watched. Did you? Wasn't that interesting? It was. Oof. And it was funny when the uh, the one black woman was like, I didn't want to go on that cruise because, like, I'm working with them, but I don't want to go she on a cruise so with a bunch of white it. women. Like, she was like, I'm so sorry, but I just don't feel comfortable being on a boat with all the white people. She was like, like I'm sorry. I just, I had to see y'all when y'all get back. And I'm like. absolutely right. Relatable. <laughs> right. I wouldn't feel comfortable either. Yes. Yeah, so, on a um, cruise ship full of white folk. <laughs> and I'm like one of five black people. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I watched that. Everybody's been telling me to watch the Squid Game, so I'm probably gonna start that tonight. Um, the Mass Singer came back last week. I have not watched the full first episode, but I'm like in the middle of watching that because like everything comes back this week. Um, Grey's Anatomy, Station 19, uh, A Million Little Things came back last week. So it's like I fall TV. It's so good. I fell off a million little things. Maybe I'll have to revisit it. I don't really have that many shows that are scripted at this point. I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of stuff I watch ended. There is a show on FX with Yaya mm-hmm. that I want to. You remember Yaya from America? Mm-hmm. She's on a show that's new. Um, now, I do know the name of that one, mm-hmm. and I will pull that. Y'all, this show on Netflix is really bothering me. Mm-hmm. Like, I still can't. Like, it's really bothering And it's about, like, it's, like, four or three four black women. women. It's four women. No, it's three white. Oh. One of the girls is, like, half black, half... Oh, maybe. Um, <laughs> no. Ugh! Y'all! Look, I'm about to Google. <laughs> four women. Four white women. No, it's three white. Three... Mixed, right? Three white... <laughs> Women and it's black funny that it's this hard to find, and literally, on, it was in both of our suggestions at one point or another. And sometimes the stuff will still show up. They why they pull up the good girls, Jesus, <laughs> that is not what I meant. Um, so yeah, fall TV is in like full swing, so I have a lot of TV um to watch now, but. I can't think of anything else. I probably watched a couple of documentaries and TV shows and stuff in the midst of all of that, but that's all I can think of. So, I guess we can jump to our question of the week. I hope we find the show because it is going to bother me. It's like Girls on the Rise or something. I don't know. I'm literally looking. Um. So, our question of the week was, have you ever gotten into a physical altercation with someone? What caused the most recent instance? Um, Joyful Lock said, do siblings count? I'm sure I fought them for childish reasons like toys, food, teasing me, etc. when I was younger, but never a real fight. Um, Simi Sue said, I've never been in a physical fight and I'm glad people didn't call my bluff because I talked a good game. And then Reese said, not since high school. She was mad her boyfriend was cheating with me. I didn't even know he was her man. We fought twice, then she dropped out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So, Shanae, have you ever been in a physical altercation? And what was the most recent? On the verge. That's what it is. Damn it. (laughs) I was close. I said on the rise or something like that. You did. (laughs) Now I can concentrate. I've never, I mean, 
I was in one when I was a kid, like mm-hmm. really young, mm-hmm. and I fought a boy. Yeah, I was about to say I fought and plenty of people. I when feel I was like younger. the last time I thought I was gonna hit someone, it was a man. Mm-hmm. And the time before that, it was a man. It was freshman <laughs> year of, of uh, college. So I don't know what that means mm-hmm. that I've only desired to fight a dude. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, no, that's I, fun. I've <laughs> never actually been in a situation where I felt like Not I was going to fight a, a woman. Mm-hmm. It was always a dude. Yeah, no. How fun. <laughs> Yeah, I and just, let me be very clear. I wasn't gonna do a. They hit me and I start crying. No, I was. Yeah, fi- no. I was gonna fight. Yeah. Just so we're clear. Um, I got in plenty of fights in elementary school. I got in one fight with a guy in middle school. That I think middle school one was my last actual physical fight. Um, and it was with a guy because he got teasing me for being fat, but he was fat too. Um, we fought in like the hallway between classes. Um, and then the last time I thought I was going to fight somebody was high school, but we never actually fought. Who was you going to... Oh, I remember. I was about to say, girl, I had to remind you about this every time. Because I just don't, like, I just don't remember that beef, but now I got it. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, I think that was the last time. I can't, I don't think of any adult Yeah, me either. Of me I mean, I guess somebody. a couple years ago, I still was an adult the last time I yeah, thought that, I was going to fight were. somebody. Yeah, you were. But in my defense... He deserved it, in my opinion. <laughs> and at the end of the day, I didn't swing like I wanted to. Frankly, like he deserved. He still deserve a good pop in that eye. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Ooh, I was about to say something. Anyway. Lord. Oh, I just realized who you was talking about, actually. <laughs> yeah, I was ready to knock his ass you right know. out. Straight out. Okay. <laughs> Right in the midst of it all. <laughs> I just, it just dawned on me. That's hilarious. <laughs> now y'all know we love to support our black owned businesses. Rain Sanitary Napkins and Panty Liners is the only 100% black owned company in the sanitary napkin space. Rain Sanitary Napkins and Panty Liners are infused with the Nobel Prize winning material, Great Theme. Rain products are designed to keep women comfortable and dry with their super absorbent system. And best of all, y'all, all Rain products are $6 to purchase. You heard me, $6. All you need to do is head over to www.rainpads.com and you can also visit jfmj.org to get more information or their educational and awareness campaigns. Shop on. But, okay, so today, and the reason why we kind of glazed over work, because we're going to, we want to talk about basically our thoughts towards anti-hustle culture Mm -hmm. um, and how, like, it wasn't, of course, there always used to be this you know, no days off kind of mentality. And for a lot of people, it, it still is. It still is. is, yeah. But I think we're both leaning towards more of the anti-hustle culture of, like, I want to make as much as I can with doing as little as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, honestly, at work, I feel a little unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm bored, but I am paid well. And so I right. think I struggle with, in the middle of the day when I don't got nothing to do. But do you want something to do? 
I sometimes I feel like I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes I'm like, girl, why can't you just enjoy what this is? <laughs> right. Honestly, and I was talking about this to my mentor. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you because she listens. Mm-hmm. She's like the best, Tamala. She supports me in everything I do. Mm-hmm. I was telling her that I've been struggling lately because I'm like, I am not currently really challenged in my career. Mm-hmm. Um. I do what I do very well, mm-hmm. but I can do it in my sleep. Right. So it does not take 100% effort from me. Mm-hmm. I can do it so quick and easy. I don't have to extend that much to do a really good job. Right. Because um, for the record, we both do very well. So yeah. let's be clear that we ain't slackers. We ain't slackers. Mm. I just mean, not, I be slacking sometimes. But. We're just not <laughs> hardcore challenged either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, I'm not challenged. And I'm struggling because on one hand, I'm like, do you really want to be challenged though? Right. Do you want to have? Do you really want crazy, stressful, busy days? Because I think back to my old job. Literally, there were days that I did not have time to eat lunch. Even when working from home, I didn't mm-hmm. have time to eat lunch, or I would eat it quickly and go back to my desk. And it's like, well, that was no healthy way to live. But now it's like, well, I can work out. I can eat lunch. I mean, like, some days. I remember one time pre-pandemic. I couldn't even pee. Right. I literally told a co I was like, I'll be right back. Talk to me when I get back. Yeah. And they, like, literally are following me to the bathroom. I turned around and said, I have to pee. <laughs> I will come see you when I get back. Right. But, like, I couldn't even pee. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, lately, I've been struggling because on one hand, I'm like, what I, I'm a creative person and y'all know I do events and mm-hmm. with events, there's creativity. But when you're at an organization for a certain period of time and especially in the pandemic, you know, look, budgets are tighter, things mm-hmm. are different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a different way I'm working now where my creativity isn't as free-flowing. Right. And being a creative person, if that's not, if that flame ain't lit, the passion mm-hmm. just isn't there in the same capacity. Right. So I'm like, do I need to think about what I want to do next? Mm-hmm. Do I feel like I need a a busier career or more events, bigger events, or you know what I mean? Then on the other hand, I'm like, but do I want that stress? Right. Let me tell you, my profession has been in the top 10 most stressful jobs for like the past five years, mm-hmm. meeting plans. And honestly, I'm sure the pandemic didn't actually make it easier for a lot of people that are still planning in person. No, because we have to plan, yeah. uh, plan a through z with this covid and yeah, every and plan state for variants and, and all it's it's very it's very stressful trying to plan an in-person event in a pandemic right yeah um but you figured out especially at your current company a way for it to be le- relatively low stress it's still low stress for me yeah. right now yeah. but that's because i'm the shit but anyway <laughs> the point is i'm like do i want more and then my other thought is is Maybe I should just be. Mm-hmm. And, but it's hard what to... What is this thing that you're feeling like you're needing? Right. And I feel like those are the certain things that have been, I don't want to call it brainwashed, but like fed Definitely. into us about how you should work, how you should show up to work, mm-hmm. and what you deem successful or not. Because I feel like success has gotten tied to working beyond your limits, uh-huh. working past physical Elements, you're not eating, I can't pee, you know what I mean? Like, hustle, barely sleeping. I feel like success got jumbled with that. From And I even think about it from this perspective. Before COVID, it was, especially for me, 
completely normal if I wanted to call out sick for them to be like, well, can you at least do half a day? Like, I just said I'm sick, and you mm-hmm. want me to come in mm-hmm. for half a day? Child. Like, now being in a pandemic, of course, nobody would do that. But just, like, think about how crazy. Them covers okay about y'all. Right. Y'all protect yourself. <laughs> it's just crazy it's the that. the capitalism of it all. Yeah. But that used to be my normal. Definitely at my current company, like, my current um, supervisor, she be questioning me some days when I be like, oh, yeah, I got a busy weekend. She like, well, if you need Monday, blah, blah, blah take it off. Um, but I'd just be bored, so I don't really be having to take it off. But it's like, it's just so interesting that it's a struggle to not work. Uh, yes. I think it's ingrained yeah. in us. And I I literally posted something on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. And it was like, internalized capitalism looks like feeling guilty for resting. That is something that I still struggle with. Mm-hmm. Because I want to take a nap or watch television or read a book. And I'm like, but you should be doing laundry. You should be doing this. You should be. And it's not just your work work. It's even just task. Uh, Yeah. It's like if you're, you have to be doing something to Mm -hmm. be um, successful, to be productive. And then for me, a lot of years, I think my self-worth got caught up in like accolades. Mm -hmm. And if I wasn't doing something or winning an award, Mm -hmm. then somehow I'm falling short. Right. And it talks about your self-worth is largely based on doing well in your career, placing productivity before health, believing that hard work equals happiness. That's Mm -hmm. a big one that I feel like I've learned this year in the second year of the pandemic that that is not it. Mm -hmm. Um, Feeling lazy even when you're experiencing pain, trauma, or adversary. Using busyness as a way to avoid your needs. All of just like examples of internal capitalism, mm-hmm. which is to me a part of this like hustle culture, hustle culture that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's funny because we have to be moving. I think it may have been like a month or something ago. I took this toxicity test, like what level of toxicity you are. I think you took it too. I can't remember. I think we took it together. Um, and my result was like that I'm a slacker, and I was and I was like had to put that in perspective of like I answered the questions the way that I perceive myself. So when I am not working in the middle of the day because I don't have nothing to do, I perceive that as slacking, even though it's not like I'm falling behind on tasks. I'm getting done what I need to get done. But One if, would say you're efficient to have I mean, extra time. Right, right. That would be the way to perceive it. But it feels like laziness or slack or you're not you should be hustling or there's something you could be working on you should be working on right and i feel like i have felt that way before i feel less of it now Mm -hmm. because now i'm like and look i read an article the other day that people who like an eight hour work day the average employee you're really only working like three and a half hours a day especially when you was in the office and talking and walking through hallways and even the pandemic like they're basically the article was saying there's basically not enough work for people to be doing Mm -hmm. this whole like working eight hours a day five days a week right it doesn't even make sense yeah and that doesn't and for the record they're not equating that means that people should get paid less money yeah it's just being honest with the fact that this whole eight to nine of what? What mm-hmm. are you doing? Mm-hmm. Which I have that question for people I currently work with because I just like I don't see where the work is. They're where are you talking inefficient. about? Where you talk? Because and let's talk about that part. Yeah. Because I talk about that with my boss where I'm like, typically if you're an efficient employee, you get punished with more work. Uh-huh. Now you're helping people. Now they put more on your plate. 
because you're really efficient. Uh-huh. So it's like you almost need to slack off in a sense. You know, maybe it's due Tuesday and don't turn it in literally till Tuesday right. or Monday when really you was done Wednesday of last week mm-hmm. because you get punished for being efficient. But on the same hand, and I think this is starting to change, doing extra work is what was required to get a promotion. So people felt like they had to take on the extra tasks. They had to be on extra committees and do all these extra things that wasn't in their job description to get to the next level where those things are now in their job description, which I don't think is fair either. No, you should be doing proficient, efficient, wonderfully at your job. Right. And then it goes up where you get more work, i.e. and money, title change. Exactly. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting because I was interviewing, honestly. My coworkers don't even know how to podcast, so I don't care. I was interviewing for this job, and they were saying how they may not want me to work on, you know, all my side projects. Um, because of transfer of knowledge, blah, blah, blah. All this bullcrap. And so I was like, is that a bad thing? Like, if they're going to compensate me well enough for the money that I would have made on the side... Correct. That's a good escape. For some of these clients, especially the ones that get on my nerves, like, ooh, I signed this contract. I literally can't. And I'm like, if I can make you know, enough to cover what I make on the side and only have to work nine to five. That's not terrible. Right. (laughs) Let's talk about it. (laughs) Because I think also with hustle culture, sprinkle that with entrepreneurship because Mm -hmm. somehow you're not successful unless you own your own business. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to Sydney Pryor about like a TikTok I saw where the girl was like, I was tired of the nine to five life and Mm -hmm. working so hard. She was like, but I have my own business and now I'm working 24-7. Yeah. And I'm like, granted, she probably enjoys what she's doing, but she's right. bringing up a valid point. Mm-hmm. She was working less mm-hmm. and maybe probably making more because right. it takes time to make money. Yeah, it's a, it's don't an let entrepreneur. These, you, it takes time to get to the point look, that you would have been. Right, and don't let these other TikTokers make you think, mm-hmm. I quit my job in six months, I was making six figures, half a million. That's If that's happening, that's rare. That mm-hmm. is not what's going to happen with your candles, okay? <laughs> it's an example. It's an example. I know. But it's funny because one of my previous clients, and they were my client for like four years. They were my longest running client always because we had like monthly calls. We used to ask me, when are you going to quit your full-time job so you could do this full-time? Blah. She used to ask me incessantly when I was going to quit my full-time job. I'm like, who said I wanted to do this full-time? Right. Nobody said that I wanted. She was like, you don't want to work. She was very much so like black power, blah, blah. You don't want to work for the... Uh, she also had a problem... Well, just to give you more context of how... The kind of black power, what person she is. She thinks, like, if you get braids that you put in other people's hair and your head and blah, blah. She kind of more hoteppy black power. I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, she would be like, you don't want to work for the man and take his money when you can make your own and blah, blah. And I'm like... But the money But it comes with nice benefits and 401k match. But the money, the money, <laughs> the money system in Ireland is the man. So, like, right. that's also just... Because it's like, because she sold a product. The pro- the money that's paying for the product you selling is still coming from that white man. It's still coming from the man, girl. Right, right. That's the world we live in. But she always used to be so adamant about, like, when are you going to stop? I'm like, maybe I'm not. Maybe I will. At that point, I hadn't decided. But it's just like, I like this full-time job. I like knowing when this check going to come. Because with the clients, especially if they month to month, one month I might not get that money, the next month I might. So it's like, I like being, I like knowing every two weeks. I'm getting my check. Right. 
I got my benefits. <laughs> Facts. And it's done. Right, right, right. I agree. I feel like it, it just has become this sort of... And I don't think social media has helped it. Because I feel like then it becomes a sort of... I do think people like to put on and you want to keep That's up for the Joneses. I don't think social media has helped mm-hmm. hustle court. It's just increased it if you ask me. Because yeah. now people are talking about, I quit my job and now I'm making this much. Ask me how. Mm-hmm. Where are you lying? Anyway. you just trying to be a coach. Now you're trying to be a consultant. Half people be trying to just be coaches and consultants. Because when in my you can't, case, what they say, when you can't do, you teach. Facts. Huh? Do you really want to pay $89 for that course? They all end in nine. Mm-hmm. They all do that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Or they're seven. Some of them start doing seven to throw you off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you really want to do that course? Because they haven't done what you're trying to do. Right. But you're going to buy that eighty nine ninety nine course. <laughs> whatever. 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 Right. And it's just like... you. We sometimes complain about how much time we spend working... But some of it is self-inflicted. It is. Now, don't get me wrong, because student loans and everything else, a lot of the side hustle culture came out of a necessity of needing more Correct. money. But in other instances where you don't need the extra money or don't need to be doing all the extra stuff or just need to change your budget, um, it's self-inflicted. And so I'm like, because I complain often about the weekend being so short. And maybe it wouldn't feel so short if I didn't work so much during the week. You know what I mean? I could go out more during the week and do more things. So I'm like, a lot of this is definitely self-inflicted because we feel like we have to always be looking for ways to make more. And for me, now that we're getting to the end of the year and Mm -hmm. I turn three in February, I Mm -hmm. feel like now I'm starting to have that moment. Like, oh my God, you're turning 30. And not in a negative way, more of a... Is this your life? Is this life mm-hmm. where we're literally working for the weekend? I know. Yeah. And we complain and we're so irritated come Monday again. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this vicious cycle. We're sitting on teams and Zoom calls annoyed or meetings. Or, you know, you're spending so much time. And then I think on one hand, a good question to ask yourself is, who are you outside of your job? Mm-hmm. I think people's identities get caught up in that. You are not your job. And what hobbies do you have? What, what do you like to do? do? And it, how do you, all hobbies don't have to be tied to making money. And they shouldn't be. Yeah. And like literally, how do you want to spend your life? Mm-hmm. Those are the conversations that I've been having. Or having. I even think about like the kind of parent I desire to be. Because like let's really think about it. Kids got out of school low-key mad early. Like it's a lot of day left. And so it's like, are you the kind of parent that will have the energy to do things with them? Not necessarily every day because kids are exhausting. But, like, are you going to be the parent that can be there for with them some evenings to spend time, to do their math homework with them, to take them to their sports games and cheer well, with them? A, a straw from that is, that takes time from you. Right. Yeah. Fuck yeah. them kids. That <laughs> takes time from you. Yeah. And I say that knowing that I would like to have children one day. Yeah. That's a big part of kids. They take your time. You don't right. get your time. Right. So right. then you're working all day. Mm-hmm. And you come home, it's the second shift. Mm-hmm. Kids and all this, and then, and and I know every parent in most cases mm-hmm. know what they were taking under, and they yeah. love being a parent. Yeah. But I know it's very hard, and I right. know there's times where they probably wish their kids was not in that house. <laughs> right. I think that's normal and healthy, frankly. Yeah. But it's like all of that combined. How do you really want to spend your life? Mm-hmm. What's most important to you? And 
work is not most important to me. Right. And I remember I said that. Look, I said it to my current boss. Mm-hmm. She was like, but Sinead, you're such a busy body. Like, you would be bored not working. I said, no, I wouldn't. You would still have things that I you're said, into. I would have you would a life. Things. I'm not yeah. going to sit on the couch. I said, I would do things that I find that is valuable. Mm-hmm. And when I say work is invaluable, I mean, yes, I have to work because we live in this capitalistic system. And I want a home right. and would like to vacation or whatever. <laughs> so I'm going to work yeah. and I'm going to do my job well because mm-hmm. that's who I am. Mm-hmm. But when I think about what's most important to me, what keeps Shanae going, mm-hmm. what keeps her like spirit intact, it has nothing to do with my profession. Right. And even though I chose to be in that profession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has nothing to do. When I'm on my deathbed, <laughs> I am not going to oh, say. I planned a wonderful event. I should have planned more events. <laughs> I should have I should have planned more events. <laughs> I should have sent more emails. <laughs> right. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I yeah. think the combination between the pandemic and me losing my grandmother just made me feel differently about how mm-hmm. I spent my time. Especially because she had such a fulfilled life. Such a full life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... I want a full life, mm-hmm. and I don't want a full life of work. <laughs> so it goes back to this early of us, the start of this, where it's like, do we want to be challenged? Do we not? Right now, I'm like, until I have a definite answer, clearly I don't want to be challenged right now. Yeah. And then if there comes a time where I want more, I'll get more. Yeah. But that's the other thing. I'm not pushing myself any other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just being. Right. Yeah. Which is, I feel like, is anti-hustle culture in itself. Mm-hmm. I'm not pushing myself to do something. I'm not pushing myself to make a decision. Mm-hmm. I'm making sure I'm good. Yeah. And I'm not going to be working all the time. Matter of fact, to me, it's not about working hard. It's about working smart. Right. So, I was telling... Um, my mentor, I don't want to be a hard worker. I want to be a smart worker. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be ran into the ground. Right. No, why? Right. Why is that the equation for success? You being beaten down, mm-hmm. getting the job done. No, I want to be a smart worker. Yeah. A worker who can get all the tasks done that's supposed to be done in her eight-hour day and four. Because mm-hmm. it's funny because, like, at five, I'm definitely not at the computer anymore, but I be seeing them Slack messages come in till nine o'clock at night sometimes. I'm like... Y'all crazy. Y'all fine with y'all? And the, most of them got kids, and I'm like... Why? They're like, what are you... Why? I'm like, y'all better than me, because I'm going to respond at 8 o'clock in the morning. Like, I literally... Today, my hours... I I get on at 8, get off at 4. My work day is 7.5, and then mm-hmm. for salary employees, you have like a 30-minute lunch, so it's an 8-hour day. Yeah. 4 o'clock, baby. That <laughs> thing was at 4 and 1. I said, ooh... 60 minutes over, 60 <laughs> seconds over. Yeah. Shut that laptop quickly. Mm-hmm. And then one thing I also started doing was, you know, people work different hours, different sets. I'm on on the earlier end where some employees may not get on until 9, 9, 30. So they right. may work on the later end. Yeah. And what I've noticed working with some people, it's like, because they're still working, they assume. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, nope. I will answer in the morning. So now when I leave, the office for the day mm-hmm. or my team's rep- like status message, I'll say, I am out of office for the evening. I respond to all emails and tease messages in the morning at 8 a.m. Because, mm-hmm. like, the boundary. Yeah. I'm not working 24-7. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't pay me enough to work 24-7. And, right. frankly, I don't want to work nowhere 24-7 and be on call answering messages and stuff. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I feel you. 
And that's why I love it, like, secretly, because I know it's, I guess, against the quote-unquote rules. But, like, one of my coworkers, she'd be, like, traveling to D.C. today or traveling to wherever today. Um, I'll, I'm, But I'm working. And it's like, girl, I know you're not. Especially if you're driving, you ain't working. But you just not taking off, and you you taking full advantage of the fact that we work from home, and you got a light day. Because if you have a light day, what's the point of taking off? Well, my whole thing is, <laughs> if you get your work done, it shouldn't matter. And I don't get about the older brands yeah. of leadership, who yeah. they believe you guys be in there all day, you're just mm-hmm. being busy for the sake of being busy and not getting nothing done. Right. If my stuff is getting done... Why does it matter to you that I got and it's right? right. So it's not just getting done. Mm-hmm. It's done well, it's done efficient, and it's right. Mm-hmm. Why does it bother you that I got it done in four instead of eight hours? That because I took the other four like... that I took the other four hours where I still monitor my email right. but did whatever. Because then they feel like they're supposed to pay you less. Like, oh I paid you for eight hours, you're supposed to work for eight hours. But no the one thing works is, eight hours. But that's why I was about to say the thing is they don't realize, especially when we're in the office, that was never the case. No one ever worked those full eight hours. Never. It's not even possible. Not the way I was disturbed. Right. <laughs> right. Seriously though. It's just not possible. And so now that you realize that that's actually the case, because we're not talking to each other about TV shows that I don't care about. Uh, you get and you feel some type of way. It's like mm, you paying me the same amount. Why are you worried about it? But Mind other, your business. But the other part is this. I don't know about your organization, but you my past organization and current organization. There's just not even enough work. Yeah. Like let's really outside of the whole like we should pay you less. There's literally not enough work mm-hmm. for every employee mm-hmm. to have eight hours of work five days a week. Right. It's literally just not enough work. And Let's talk about that. Yeah, but it's funny because in my pe- previous role, they tried to not hire a replacement for me, um, and they instead, like, passed stuff off to other people, and then I still work as a contractor for them, and they realized how many people's roles I was doing, which is why they still haven't, to this day, replaced me because I was doing a lot, and no one should actually be willing to do that much. And not to pretend they won't find no one who's willing to do what you were doing. Or be or willing to pay them what they deserve, honestly. Correct. And so they just going to be stuck when I get a new job and I can't work for them no more. But, like, y'all just didn't realize what y'all had and what I was asking for actually wasn't crazy. But y'all just really wasn't willing to give it because you didn't realize what you had. And so now they're stuck, but that's their problem because they cheat. I'm about to say capitalism again. Greed. Right. right. Yeah. Greed. Yeah. Not paying people for what they're worth. And I, and I always find stuff like that, mm-hmm. like, insulting. Yeah. So clearly you underpaid me. You undervalued me. Because mm-hmm. now I left and you split my position amongst how many people and kept me on as a consultant. Like, screw you and I'm still going to take your money. Facts. <laughs> Honestly. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it comes up, it's, like, insulting because it's, yeah. like, mm, and so, and still the begging time, me to come back. right? The time when I was saying what I needed, or y'all mm-hmm. just wasn't trying to play ball, right? And now again, because you're greedy and you're trying to keep making that money, and now you see mm-hmm. how hard I was working. Yeah, it's so funny how many people have left my current, my pe- previous role in like the last two years. It's so it's kind of wild, and like some of them, like one girl, she left to just. She doesn't know what she wants to do, but she just didn't want to be there no that. more. Yeah. I mean, and I'm like, that should tell y'all something about y'all company. But culture. they don't care. They don't. Cause they just trying to, they just trying to replace everybody with somebody to take the, take it for less. Correct. 
And I'm just like, y'all not getting it. But our the CEO did step down. So, oh. Mm-hmm, so we'll see. Mm. Well, he's he because he was CEO and president. He stepped down as president, okay. so someone else is president. Hmm. So I was like, we'll I wonder if that, that will change. Right. But it's like I barely know anybody that worked there anymore. Everybody didn't left. Like all the people that I regularly talk to, like socially, are gone. But the I only you, who's still there to talk to me is the ones that need my help. Cause, but I tell you <laughs> one thing. That's another thing with I find in this hustle culture, or whatever. Mm-hmm. The people at the top are the worst freaking leaders of all time. Mm-hmm. Who could care less about their staff? Mm-hmm. They have no to me real leadership training. I personally think that's something that isn't talked about. You know, when you start getting promoted, in most cases, eventually you start getting not only more work responsibility, but you start getting um, staff. Right. But there's no real training for that. Mm -hmm. If I am, for example, I'm a meeting planner Mm -hmm. and now I'm promoted to director. Mm -hmm. And so I have bigger events and more responsibility and I have two people reporting to me. Right. I'm only trained for the events. I'm not trained for two people reporting to me. Right. But there should be training. And there should be. And that's the problem with a lot. Mm -hmm. People just get these manager roles really just based off of them being doing well at their job. Mm -hmm. But just because you do well at your job doesn't mean you have the leadership skills to be somebody's boss. Or even if you just purchase a company does not mean that you are equipped to lead it. You are a business person. Right. You are able to handle business. And to see that that's a good deal. Right. But you're not going to do the day-to-day because you don't know how. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. Exactly. And people need to be more honest about that. Yes. And I know if I was a CEO or president of an organization, Mm -hmm. that would be required along with current people who are managing people. That there needs to be quarterly or by you need to be trained on how to speak to your staff, mm-hmm. how to nurture them, mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah, especially when, because a lot of times I find that as older people continue to stay in their leadership roles, because they need staff, to retire. I can't stand it. The I'm staff sorry. below them have come in with skill sets that, that they, they don't, don't know have. nothing about. Are you telling me mm-hmm. that I'm supposed to come help you convert <laughs> something to a PDF? And you make how much more than me? And I'm supposed to be following direction from you? Right. You got the nerve to tell me my idea ain't thought through? Well, you don't know how to change a Word document to a PDF? Suck my balls, okay? And my thing is, if you're going to have people underneath you with skill sets that you don't have, fine. But you still need to learn how to lead them. Learn Know the industry enough to maybe connect them with other people that can help I them. I'm going to take it a step further. If you're going to be the boss of someone, you mm-hmm. know everything they know how to do. Period. Mm-hmm. If you can't do their job, mm-hmm. you don't need to be in that position. Right. I wouldn't feel comfortable running a department and I didn't know what my staff members had to do and, and know how to do that stuff. I don't think I've ever, in my professional career, because like call centers and mm-hmm. crap, yeah. But in my professional career, I don't think I've ever had a supervisor that knew how to do everything. I think the only places where you see that more... Is retail mm-hmm. and food management mm-hmm. because restaurant manager on a quick night you'll see that restaurant they manager hop in. bussing tables, yeah, yeah. seating people, yeah. serving food. Same yeah. with retail, typical. Yeah, is holiday season. Yeah, they folding clothes. Yeah, they at the cash register. Those are the times where I feel like the manager's like, "Here I am." 
But oftentimes it's because those managers had to start Correct. in that role to get to where they, they legit had to work their but way But I think up. that energy should mm-hmm. be more present yeah, in and you're more like corporate. Because I don't yeah. think, I don't think it's right that they, yeah. frankly, they not only get money and a title, they get power. Mm-hmm. They get power in a lot of ways they don't use it in the right way. That's true. And they don't know what their staff do, if their staff person was out or quit all of a sudden. They couldn't even step in in an interim in between. They would just now overload the other one that's left because they couldn't even step in and do it. To me, that's weird. That wouldn't be my brand of leadership. If I run a department, I know the main functions of my team, and I know how to perform them. Mm. I I left my old job in March. I am literally to this day still training people. That's on how mess. to do things I did. That's a mess. Because they never replaced me. And then they handed it off to all these other people that don't know what they're doing. A mess. And so, I'm still, literally tomorrow, I'm training somebody on something. Like, because they still don't know what they're doing. And they haven't and these, found right, anyone. And these are the people who are making top dollar. Mm-hmm. That are had this directive of just paring it off. Not really having Or they throwing these stuff towards other entry level employees. Well, I'm who like, that's know. not fair That's either. not fair. Right. Who they just happy to get a foot in the door. Right. And you're taking advantage of them trying to get in their profession, which mm-hmm. is wrong. And so they, because of hustle culture, are like willing to take They'll on do anything. They'll because they're trying to get their foot in. They're trying to tell show you off. Well, show that they can, that they have good work ethic. If you talk about how I would change my career, mm-hmm. I would literally be a leadership consultant. Mm. Most of these leaders are trash. <laughs> They not only know how to, they don't know how to speak to their staff. Mm-hmm. They have no active listening skills, um, no trust, no empathy, no nothing, and and inflated egos where they mm-hmm. think they do no wrong. Mm-hmm. And they got a whole bunch of staff miserable mm-hmm. and faking the funk because that's yeah. the other thing. I have seen it. Mm-hmm. The delusion of the leader. <laughs> They don't even know the truth. They don't know how their staff really feel about them. They don't, because yeah. they just don't even want to hear something other than you're so great, you're so grand. Yeah. yeah. I tell you, if I pivot my career, I'm going to be telling white men how to tighten up. We still can. We only 29. I know. <laughs> Tamla, if you're listening, let's chat. And consultants <laughs> make good money, girl. So. No, you know, when I think about my career, I, I do love events and I always will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do. Because of some of the stuff I've got involved with, with just the DEI and more organizational behavior type things, my interest level increases mm-hmm. in this more like OB, organizational behavior, mm-hmm. a sprinkle of HR, but I don't want to be in HR, mm-hmm. and more like strategic leadership. Yeah. Things like that really interest me, and the psychology of corporate, like, workplaces and organizations really intrigue me. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where I'll end up. Yeah. On top of the fact that, I, I think I've shared on the show that I've always felt like my purpose was to help others. Mm-hmm. You know, I just wasn't really definitely sure where and how. Because it's hard to figure Cause, out cause how it's like that help mixes It's very broad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I've always felt like that was my purpose, just mm-hmm. because of how my interactions with people would go. Yeah. And typically in most cases, when someone walks away from me, they're walking away with something. Mm -hmm. And that's not me being braggy. That's me just being like, literally what I've been told. Yeah. Thank you. 
Mm-hmm. Whether I was listening to someone or offered them advice or helped them figure it out, mm-hmm. they were always, you know what I mean? That's just who I am. Right. And as mean as I am, I'm really just a soft, mushy, nurturing person on the inside. Mm-hmm. It's just I've been burned, so I've hardened. <laughs> Yeah. So I feel like if anything, that's where maybe my career would go. Yeah. But even then, I ain't hustling. Right. Yeah. I I think the biggest thing I've learned that I know I want to have in my chapter thirty on is the value of peace mm-hmm. is priceless, and that's the most important thing to me. Yeah. Is having peace with myself and with my decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I'm not at peace, then something needs to change. Mm-hmm. And that's what my 29th year of life has taught me. Mm-hmm. And peace don't equate to hustle culture. Right. So that for me, I stopped it. Yeah. And I will continue to work because I have to, unless I want to make millions and I invest well. And you got to start nothing. playing. I really do have to start playing. <laughs> peace for me when it comes to working mm-hmm. is working smarter, not harder. Right. Yeah. Still doing a great job, mm-hmm. still being efficient, but not burning myself out. Right. Yeah. For what? I think at the end of the day, I think people should ask themselves why. Mm-hmm. Why? As long as your needs are met. Right. This extra stuff. Keep asking yourself why. Why yeah. do you? Why do you feel like you need to hustle? Yeah. And then when it comes to money, why do you think you need that much money? Because mm-hmm. I've even had to check myself on just materialistic. Why do you feel you need that? Mm-hmm. Why do you, and then a lot of time for black people, and we talk about this, sometimes I feel like y'all only want it because white people have it. Do you really want it or do you want it just to say you got it, mm-hmm. to say you had it? Yeah. Why do you really want that? Yeah, that's true. And you can actually just generally want it, but I think it's a good practice to ask to yourself, assess. why do I really aspire to this? Yeah. Why do I really desire this? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could do that on marriage because mm-hmm. we're conditioned to... Be married. Mm-hmm. Do it for children. I think for any decision, yeah. as you mature and you get more to yourself, ask yourself why. why? Yeah. Because in most cases, we are we've been heavily influenced to think a certain way, mm-hmm. to behave a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I think as you get older, and I think I feel like do yourself a service, and do it while we're still young. Yeah. Really start questioning mm-hmm. why. Do I want this? Why do I aspire for this? Mm-hmm. And if you got a real reason, respect. Yeah. And for those who want to hustle, do it, baby. That's what I'm saying. Like it, hustle for me, because some people I understand it is a necessity to have their needs met. Correct. So you gotta do what you gotta do. But I do hope that you can at some point find a way to flip it, baby. Exactly. So that you don't have to do that. Because I just don't think that that's how we're supposed to live. No, I don't think it's how we live, and yeah. I don't think it's sustainable. I don't believe yeah. that's. I just don't believe that's why we're here mm-hmm. to work yeah. and die. Yeah, agreed. I just don't. I agree. I mean, God couldn't have made all of this beautiful. I, I I just don't believe it. Thinking right? that this was what we was gonna do. Okay, so right. stand on a laptop screen all day seeing stars. I just don't <laughs> right. believe that that is yeah. why I was put on this earth. Yeah, I don't believe that's why any of us was put on the earth for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you just you know you got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But I am team. No hustle culture. I say no. <laughs> and good. I stand firm on it. <laughs> so that's kind of all we wanted to talk about today. And how like, because I don't, I know we didn't always feel this way about working and things like that. So Definitely I, a flip. <laughs> right. We were hustlers. <laughs> right. And we hustled. 
Um, and so I think it's nice to just talk about how kind of our perspectives from that sense has changed. Um, guys, don't forget, you can always email us, goodgirlsbehavingbadly at gmail.com. Keep up with us on all of the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And as always, this is Good Girls Behaving Badly, bringing you the good and the bad of every week.